2019. Awareness, June 28, 2022, in fiction. Nicola May Goldberg. I noticed, you know, I went back to the video right now and I'm a little space man floating around in space and I look stupid as hell. This is the funniest goddamn thing. <laughs> okay, we're gonna talk about the story. So, three points to consider back in my room. Three points to consider. You all need to check Witchcraft Magazine because Rich, Witchcraft Magazine, uh, they recently, SpongeBob now listen to music, okay? So, Witchcraft Magazine, they just uh the editor El Nash, she's living in America. She had a paper publication magazine, and it would come out every quarter, I believe, every four months or every year. I should know that. It was like spring, fall, winter. Anyways, now the magazine uh is published online and this was part of a batch of writing it's just been published it's a very cool magazine y'all should go check it out let's talk about the story like the first and the last lines of this piece how do I freaking enlarge this? No, man. Shh. This is not going well. Okay. No, I don't want to do that. I'm trying to remove myself. How do I make this larger, dude? Good God. I'm not having Dude, this is going to go up on YouTube. <clears throat> what the fuck? Like, take me off. Unpin yourself. Thank you. I unpin myself. Okay, now we can all see it. You were pregnant at 13. And then check out this last line. Check out the last line. There's so much left for us to do. So this story, um, I could enlarge this. There we go. So this story, the first and last lines are pretty powerful. Doo, doo, doo. This is some religious shit. I think there's some religious shit going on here. What would you make of this new world? 
This is some strong shit. Strong shit. Powerful. I don't think I'm going to get these points all to come out all at once. I'm going to be repeating myself like 500 times. But what I really like about the story is how it's so masterly crafted. Like you could take this into a classroom of high school and you could present it. And Maya, she seems, um, she tells you about Eileen Werner through the story, man. You get a sense, even if you don't know who Eileen Werner is, you get to know her throughout. And that's, it's just masterfully done because it's not done in like an informational way, but it like gives depth to the background and the story. And the narrator at the end, we only get a bit, we only get like two little pieces, man. It's like when she visited me in the hospital, my sister said, maybe you should stop trying to kill yourself and just kill him. So we get the sense that this narrator has been in the hospital. And we get the idea that she something's happened. Probably been raped. She's been suicidal. And Eileen Wernos to this narrator is sort of a conceptual idea. It's sort of a, a, a religious figure in this woman's life. He sort of becomes, sort of becomes a, a Jesus to her. And that those first words, you were pregnant at 13, makes me think of a biblical story. Jesus' mom, Jesus's mom, being, you know, impregnated by some dude in the sky. She's probably raped by God. I don't know. I sound like an atheist. Anyways, I'm going to get off of that. This is a good This is a good piece. You know, before this, when I was in my head thinking I was going to do a show, this is a bad show. This is terrible. But it, the Jesus stuff, it comes in very early in the piece. So, see, when she there really are feminists who believe you killed and died. That's right there. Starts the Jesus stuff. But we really don't see Lord Jesus at the end of the piece. And you like, I read it again. You even pick it up. Eileen Warnos. You know, becomes this hero for this, this woman. And in the second paragraph, men, it feels so good to imagine a woman on the side of the road as something other than a corpse and a mini skirt, dude. Fuck. That's some that's some good line. 
this, that whole paragraph, this whole fucking thing is like just line after line. It's like fucking encapsulates great writing. Like men love to tell us to get back to the kitchen. Like that's not where we keep our knives. Now that line, that could be like the end of a poem or a story any other place. But no, that's that's the middle book. And it's a paragraph. That's not that's not the end. It goes on. It goes, they love to put their cocks in our mouths. Like that's not where we keep our teeth. So if you don't even know who Eileen Warnos is, I don't really know where so I know bits and parts and pieces. You you get a sense with that. Because you're not even saying you're biting down on the ding dong and ripping it up. There's blood everywhere and people screaming and yelling. No, 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 no. It's just the idea of them putting the cock in people's mouths and reminding the reader. That's where the teeth are. Bro. Woo! That's strong. Okay. I would love to bring on some fucking people to talk about this one. See, I think this would be a good one for people uh, to talk about. Now, I've spent about 10 minutes on it. I've got five more minutes. Eileen versus Eileen, man. Would Eileen believe in this new world? Tautological mm, 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 mm. bear draft. I like new words. A piece. I'm not sure what tautological. Let's look it up real quick. Tautological. Tautological. Uh, adjective form of tautology. The saying of the same thing twice in different words. Generally considered to be a fault of style. I.G. E.G. They arrived one after the other in succession. A phrase or expression. And it was the same thing it said twice. Huh. Huh. It's a tautological bear trap. I want to be believed if I'm telling the truth. Hmm. Hmm, I need some people to come on and talk to speak about this. This one's I said that 500 times. I'm gonna move on, I think. I really didn't do a very good job on this first piece. You know what? I also like the symmetry line red, white, and blue lips of a teenage girl in the Michigan woods. Red, white, and blue lips of a teenager. That's because blue lips, you think of a dead person. This one just works. It's like the most minimalistic, most simplistic wording and line phrasing. You really get the sense that the narrator is unhappy. The narrator. with the teeth line. And then you know, maybe it's the writer's teacher 
when the third paragraph we weren't brave enough because we had too much to lose homes families tenure and there's a little bit little bit of narrator Eileen versus Eileen, man. The past self versus the future self. And what would she think of this new world? What would she think? We don't know. But she starts asking questions. I feel like that's not the real narrator. I think the narrator's interjecting this hyperbole of a voice of a male you know a male voice maybe like what would you think of this believe when he just kind of says it with the disdain this is my take on it 11 years later you said that he didn't does it matter that by then you were trying to hasten your execution because you were so sick of death row very, very uh, charged. Pushy. Pushy. Does it matter that Mallory was a convicted sex offender? Does it matter that you were diagnosed with pretty much every personality disorder? Which woman should we believe? Eileen? Or Aileen? I've been saying their name right. Fuck all of that. I don't want to be believed because I'm a woman. It's a tautological bear trap. So tautological means the same thing. Shit. I want to believe because I'm telling the truth. And then we get the story in the last line. But it's a fucking story. She's in the hospital. She's raped. Trying to kill herself. And so what, what I like about that, the sister coming in, it's not a brother. So it's a female, female, it's a woman. Okay. Now I'm thinking the, the meme where you shouldn't say female. There's a woman coming to visit in the hospital. There's a woman saying, we need to stop. Get the fuck out of your head. Go kill this motherfucker. Okay. I probably even said it with less words than any of the other paragraphs. Hmm. There's so much I want to say to you. There's so much left for us to do. Those are good lines. Everything's fucking good. I'm never, I shouldn't have chose this one. I did a disservice to it. All right, well, I'm going to move on because it's 8.30 now. This is a slow-moving podcast. This is, this is the worst show. What are we listening to? Let's see. Stop overthinking, calm down, and relax. Late Night Vibes, SpongeBob, Lofi. I like the track list. Um... Because it only gives the first hour. He was like, let me see. What what are we on, dude? 13. It goes like. Whoa. It's like 7, 8, 8. Two, three. Dude, I'm like 12 hours into this thing. 
It only gives like only gives the first hour. I don't understand. Low Lofi Jazz Records. All recreations are fan art. All rights belong to the respective artists. This video was given a special license directly from the artist and the right holder. Oh, shit. Any requirements? Well, I'm going to be fucked on this one. I like to listen to anything. I need to go back to that little girl studying for her exam. Oh, jeez. My copyrighted stuff. Okay. Mm -mm. Unless you can't hear this, then never mind. All right. I'm going to go to the next poem. Tenderness lit. By uh, Carmen E. Brady. I'm going, I'm speaking slow. Okay. Trying to be relaxed. Where's your sound? Where's the talking? I need the talk. You chill out. Where's my nose? There we go. Got my girl. I don't want to do shit. Trying to get, you know. Boojway. There's a lot of text in here. You know, I would give um the listener, I'd let you know who we're listening to. It only gives you the first hour and then it's like um I get don't give you who we're listening to. I'm gonna listen to Beach to Relax and Stay. Low five girl, eleven million subscribers. So there you go. Okay, let's move on. Like I said, we're going to. There we go. Tenor is lit. Oh, I love it. Okay. Um. Um. Oh, one more thing about the other one. Um, I wrote, there's a gorgeous beauty in resentment. There's no, oh, there's some cursing. It just makes it more powerful because it's so small. And, uh, okay. Charlie Brogan, editor and founder of uh, Rally Magazine, has had poems published in Ash and Dear Damsels. This metamorphosis for a while. I enjoy being a chihuahua with pink paw nails in a plastic collar. I love being carried in a leather handbag on the shoulder. With some wicked beauty. I really did. 
One time I had a waitress poke her tongue out while carrying me a plate of green jelly to a kid's party table. I was terrified. One time I was a rabbit piece in the womb of a floppy bunny crossing the road. One time I took the form of a human girl and cried to my boyfriend about the coin of blood in the sheets. One time I was a yellow, I was the yellow horn of a daffodil and broke off in a gentle breeze, landing vulnerable and silly, as does car park. I'm allowed to change my mind. I think now I'd like to wear open shirts, spurs, and a crisp white Stetson. I could frisbee into the hot desert. Take down a vulture like a feather balloon. I want to kick down some barn door with my high legs and let all the other animals flee into the long grass. I want to sit with my legs spread on a porch, spit into a bucket have everyone listened to a list of leather-studded tales? Maybe I'll run everyone that's ever crossed me down in a tank and light a cigar and press the smoke into my mouth. Kiss her soft. That was Metamorphosis by Charlie Brogan. Just one poem. What I like about this poem is it encapsulates so much of what Peach Magazine aspires to uh, do or create. But this is good. So. I really love this. I don't know who this person is. Never, I don't know. I just clicked on the first. Great thing about Peach Magazine. This is the first thing I clicked on. Okay. Ugh, of course, it's good. All this shit's good. It's Peach Magazine. Come on. Like, I want to know what the process is. How do they find? Did Charlie submit to Peach, or did they have like little tiny editors, like minions, you know, seeking people out and asking for a poem? And like these minions, because there's so many editors, it's not just the main person, Rochelle and Jacob. I mean, those those are two the big those big editors at the head of the table. They're they're very well known within the poetry community, but my I want to know the process. Do the minions beneath them is there like a list of rules for how you communicate with Jacob or Rochelle? Like, can you like don't look them in the eyes? Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> I want to start talking about the poem. Don't wear certain clothes. Don't wear sandals. 
Only Jacob can wear sneakers. Okay. Mm. Oh, yeah. Part of the reason why I started this little show. There's a peach readings. I attend them. And motherfucker, they weren't creative. And like, I want to go race after I hear it. So, you know, you can cut through that and not wait so often for one. Just read the work they have. Like this. Anyways. Three points. I like how one. There's two halves to this poem. Uh, I'm allowed to change my mind. So everything before that. The metamorphosis applies to the poem as well. But each new change is what has happened in the past. And maybe what is happening now. And in the past, every um, metamorphosis is subservient one. Is her serving someone else? So I enjoyed being a chihuahua. Because she's a dog. She's a pet. She is owned by a woman. And then the green jelly. She is the food for a kid's party table. She's been carried to the table. And I like how the even the dog might be fierce. The pink paw nails and flash collar and pretty and preppy. But she's still being protected, maybe fed. And then after the green jelly, she is this little fetus being carried by the mom who's not yet birthed with a crossing a road. And the road indicates, and also, you know, a leather handbag being carried by in the leather handbag of the, she's the dog. And the green jelly and the crossing of the road, that would indicate that this speaker is uh, living in a city or partaking in the busy life of the city. And, you know, the final form is that of a human woman trying to a boyfriend and she is depending upon his reaction about the coin of the blood which is very normal but she's trying about maybe that's a capitalistic thing i'm not sure the coin of blood on the sheets and she's crying and she's not in power because we may imagine ourselves in power or in a powerful position, but you know, in the moments we serve others just to get by through the fucking day, and we become any form that we can imagine to get by one day at a time, and even. She's this daffodil, and she's broken apart. She's blown away. 
the yellow one of a daffodil, god damn it. And this wind carries her off into a car park. So there's cars and there's roads and there's leather handbags and all that. Okay, so in the second part, the uh, speaker is imagining the future, what she wants to become. And she imagines herself in a position of power and more masculine. It's also a Western where maybe before she was in the UK and as does very UK, I looked it up. It's in London. I know how to use Google. And now she's wearing shirts, spurs, and a crisp bike. That's a hat. She's throwing it into the desert. She's killing vultures, man. And so the barn door, hind legs, maybe that's a horse. She's not even in the future. She's not even telling us what she is going to become. She's just, she becomes it in the poem of saying what she wants to be. So we don't see, she doesn't declare the animal or the object. She just, boom, she's going to kick some shit down with hind legs. She's going to free everyone. And the uh, thing is here in the second part, it's very Western. Western expansion. She's in the cow, this cowboy shit going on. It's very masculine. She takes, she's going from a subservient role in the UK to a powerful position within the past of Western society, sort of. And she's freeing people, she's freeing animals to the long grass. And she's sitting down and everyone's listening to her stories. And if anyone's ever crossed her down, she's going to take this warfare. And she's going to run the fuck down and kill them all. And as this poem goes on, she becomes more and more powerful to the idea of being inside of a tank, being inside of a machine. She's not the tank, but she's inside the tank. And she lights a cigar. And in the very last few lines, this other person comes into play. I love this ending. And kiss her soft neck. It's all about being gay. It's all gay stuff. She's freeing heterosexuality and parroting it and imitating it to such a degree. And she's using it in a romantic sense. I, you know, I just went on a little analysis at the last there that doesn't make a lot of sense but i don't care first half of this poem is subservient that's what i wrote like puppy a jello crossing intersection first half is suburbs second half is in the desert so the reality of the present is unknown Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Uh, that might be it. I mean, that was one point, but there were like several points within that one point. This is a fucking great piece of work. I'm allowed to change my mind. See, within this poem, it's like the last poem by Carmen, where there's a first half, and then there's a de declarative statement, and then there's the second half where things shift and change. Very similar, the two poems, but not similar at all, very much. Nine twenty-five. I started this at eight. I might split these up into different little episodes because I kind of I took a while, and I could have done this better earlier in the morning. I like the spitting into the bucket and like everyone listening. I could hear the sound of the spit going in the bucket like ping. Maybe I'll run everyone that's ever crossed me down. I wonder why they didn't choose. Maybe I'll run everyone down that's ever crossed me. Oh, that's because you would think that everyone that's ever crossed her was in a tank. So that's why I spit down before anything. Hmm. Interesting. Light a cigar. So the light a cigar. That's the first line of action. So all the other stuff before was like, I want to, I want to, I think. And then I'm allowed for that. It was like one time, one time, one time. Metamorphosis. Are you just viewing this? Stop shooting. So that's the show. Little low, low. What is it? Low fi. Little finds. First episode done. I did it alone. And I'm happy I did it alone. Thank you guys for not coming. I appreciate it. I really do. If someone to come, I don't would suck. It would, I can't entertain someone for two hours. I don't know what you want from me. I shouldn't stop putting, I should stop taking the risk. I'm putting that on Twitter. I don't need that. It's a lot. I panicked. Pause and throw up. So, this was a lot of fun, man. I'm going to do this again, but I might just do two phones and not like three. And I hope you all can hear me doing this episode. also might do a wrestling podcast. Lo-fi little wrestling pod. Lo-fi little movie pod. I could do, I could do so much stuff. <clears throat> Boom. I probably should get a better microphone, too. The little shitty audio. That's the point of this. My name's Tyler, by the way. I'll talk to you another time about more pieces that I find and try to talk about. Or I won't. I'll see how I feel. All right. Peace.